is Mimi for Coffee. And uh, this week's guest, we is all the way from Nashville. She's a retro soul artist, singer, songwriter. You've seen her probably on X Factor, if not the American Idol show that you all love. It's Caitlin Cook. How's it going? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is so great. You know, I, I, I realized that you were from the Buffalo area. So what's that? Orchard, Orchard Park, New York. That's right. Go Bills. Yeah. Like the Bills rock, right? I mean, you guys have the best parties, the best tailgates. I've met a lot of Bills fans on the all-inclusive vacations. They're all hanging out with their Bills mafia flags and just so cool. You know, like there's a, there's a lot of cool things to to like about, about the Buffalo area. Um, I did find out that somebody from Buffalo invented the air conditioner, which is pretty cool too. Um, that's yeah. great. Who did that? Yeah. <laughs> I have no clue. It's one of the cool facts about uh, Buffalo that I found out. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Uh, besides the Buffalo chicken wings kind of thing, right? That's the, the right. that's claim. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, of course. I know, I know, um, you know, the bison is the most relevant animal in regards to all your sports teams. The Buffalo is nowhere to be found in, 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 in the state of New York. I don't think, um, but let's go back to the beginning of your your love of music. Can you describe, you know, I know you were a fan of Elvis Presley um, and a lot of these artists, the blues artists, the, the, the original retro soul singers. And, um, and where did you start? Like, how did you start in music? Yeah, so my parents were just um, music lovers, you know, and my mom was a huge Elvis fan. So that's how... I came to know him at such a young age, um, but yeah, they just exposed me to so much. Um, Elvis Presley, Mahalia Jackson, Percy Sledge, but then also like Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli and um, all the all the classical operatic uh, singers as well. So was really blessed just uh, just by the exposure that I had, and then probably the most definitive moment for me. And um, I was about 14 years old when I won this contest. It was called Buffalo Idol. Um, and it was our version of, you know, American Idol. And it was put on by Kiss FM. Um, and to everyone's surprise, uh, my mother's surprise, certainly, um, I won that contest. And the prize was I got to open up for Gavin DeGraw and Avril Lavigne, which they were massive at the time. Um, this was like 2004. So, um, and yeah, so like technically my first gig was to about like 17,000 people in my hometown. And you, you got to hear the, the complicated song and Skater Boy and everything else. Yeah. And that was like massive. Yeah, she was absolutely huge. She went on to uh, marry uh, Derek Wimbley of uh, Sub 41, and then she married Chad Kroger. And then I'm not sure what's going on now, but she was also uh, very young when she got into music. I, I remember yeah. her saying that she was like 12 or 14 or something like that. They're trying to sign into a label and, and she was traveling. So it was there's more than meets the eye to Avril Lavigne. And, I know she knows that the the invitations open to come on this show and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure kinda, it is. Kind of cool. Um, so hopefully that happens one day. Uh, you moved to Nashville. Describe the, the difference between Buffalo, Orchard Park, New York, um, where the Bills play, and uh, Nashville. Nashville is kind of a cool little town. You got the bars. You got that. What's it called? Tootsies. And oh, yeah. uh, you got the uh, 
Tennessee what Titans, is- the Nashville Predators. Yeah, you got all, all the all this cool stuff happening. The the influence of music in Nashville, the stars that are moving to Nashville now um, during the pandemic is is uh, pretty astounding, right? Oh yeah, I mean they all live here, um, like down the street actually from <laughs> from where we are broadcasting right now. Um, yeah, no, I mean Nashville is just uh, I've always loved it here. I've been coming down here since um i was probably about 17 or 18 years old um so that's a good a good time of that's a good bit uh behind us now um but uh yeah i started coming down here originally because i was playing rugby at the time um and nashville is a central location obviously in the states so i was you know selected to play for the select side team representing the northeast um, being from Buffalo, New York, and basically like every year they would have these massive tournaments like in Nashville and like all of us from all over the country would come down um, to compete. So I've been coming down a long time um, and then in, in eventually like all that started becoming more music oriented like Tom Collins is a like household name down here. He developed Barbara Mandrell back in the day. Um, I came down to meet with him and with, with the labels down here, um, when I was probably like 18. So just getting to know, you know, Nashville as a city, the people are so down to earth here, um, that are from here. It, it's just a great place to be great place to live. Um, and then of course there's this massive music industry element. So if you're, if you're in it, then uh, the community is just so amazing to be a part of. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of similarities between Nashville and Buffalo. Like the people are are all really, I think, great, hospitable, kind, uh, genuinely good people. So I found that commonality between the two cities. Yeah, don't don't say they're bad people because like people do listen to the show and. Uh... <laughs> I would never, I mean, I would never feel that way, but. um, The funny thing is about Nashville, um, everybody like dreams about going to LA to become a star. And what they don't know is that Nashville is one of the biggest places to actually make it to be found, especially if you're, you're, you're writing the type of music that you do. I know you've done a few covers. I mean, the Jolene song, like, I love that song. I was going to, how's it come on and say, is that. It's not your song, but it's really not, right? So it's, it's oh my you, God, made it, no. you, you made it your own, which is absolutely amazing. Your voice is astounding. And I'm doing the research on you. Um, I was really happy to, excited, really excited to jump on this. And as you know, I was, you know, I was ready to go off the bat, you know, even if it was a day early, I would do it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was like, George, pretty sure we're on for tomorrow. But uh, yeah. yes, I will pop on right now. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It's sometimes in, in in this industry, you could have things scheduled, and and it really, it doesn't matter what's going on. It can be scheduled, and it, you still think it's on the wrong day. So what originally happened? What we're talking about right now is I thought that the interview with uh, Caitlin to come on meet me for coffee was uh, what would be today, but it's actually tomorrow. So. Um, my promo team actually put things together and, and said things out. Hey, we got a sh- new show dropping out tomorrow and whatever. And so I, I don't have, like, I do some of the stuff myself, but I also have other people doing it for me because it's very busy, right? Like I have this and I have a radio show and I also do a lot of other things and I work another job. And so it's like, and I, you know, th- there's just so much going on. So 
you know, when I get a chance now during the COVID times to sit down and especially during this uh, new season of Meet Me for Coffee, it's been very enjoyable. Um, we moved studios. So now we have a, a cool little background in the back, although it's not really perfected. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's very exciting for me to get back in the studio and talk to people and interview people and not not have the radio kind of feel going on. And it was like, hey, how's it going? This is Kiss. This is whatever, whatever. Um, it's great to talk to people, have great conversations. And um, it, it's cool because I really enjoyed your music. It was very, um, it was very refreshing. Even the covers, the covers were fantastic. Um, and I, I realized that. Um, I went to your your one website on your on your Instagram where you can listen to the music on Amazon. You can buy it off iTunes and whatever. Um, I will say this: I I would like to buy um, about ten albums from you if you. Oh, come love out. you! And um, and then we will give it away on the show. Um, I think it's really cool. Like um, supporting artists is what we should be doing, right? Um, I was I, I, I I'm on a station right now, and uh, this is a conversation that we're having. Um, yeah, want to play and support more artists around the world because the people who are filling stadiums, they've made their money. They're making yeah. money. And the people who are struggling right now are artists like who are way smaller than you are. And, you know, you've gotten to, you're pretty, I think you're pretty famous. Like you, you've sang in front of like the Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo is a Buffalo Bills. You guys say, you sang that, that game too, didn't you? Yeah. I, I think for them once a year. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I gotta come down. Like you know, if you if you like the, if if you like the bills, you like f- football, you like the party. If you, if you like being power bombed through a table at a tailgate party, the bills are for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you like eating chicken wings to the point where it's like all smothered all over yourself, like and you, you wake Maybe up. Maybe you're bathing in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah, you wake up and you have the stains all over your face. What the hell happened last night? It's not blood. It's hot sauce. Yeah, like Delicious, this is. Uh, I, I, I'm really, really excited to see that the future of your career um, is so different now. The song, um, yeah, really cool, really cool, really kind of laid back feel. Um, let's talk about that. Like, what's it about? Um, how do you orchestrate it? Like, how long did it take you to say, "Hey, this, this is what I want"? Well, this is gonna be a short conversation because it didn't, <laughs> it didn't take long. Um, so actually have to be full transparency. That song is actually not my own. Like I did not write it. Um, a friend of mine from X Factor did. His name's Josh Maddox. Um, he was pursuing a career in country music uh, about 10 years ago and put that song out. It was originally entitled Fighting Chance. And, um, you know, he's a good friend of mine. We were on the season of X Factor together. Um, and after hearing the song, I was like, there's something there, you know, lyric, lyrical content is great, but the melody is just pretty, pretty heavy and um, uh, really impacted me anyway. So I was like, maybe I could do something with this. Took it into studio one night. Um, my good friends, Alex Haddad and Kyle Wurzba. Kyle's from Buffalo, but he lives down here now. Um, we were just like, this is, this is a cool song. This is gorgeous. Um, it was super country at the time. We were like, what could we do to make it a little bit different? And like Alex Haddad is a guitarist. He works with a band called Them Vibes and they're backing up an artist down here named Maggie Rose. Um, she's in Americana. Um, and he's like, he starts playing. We get the Dobro guitar out. Like 
it just evolved into this bluesy, dirty, gritty undertones of Southern rock, Muscle Shoals, Alabama sort of thing. Um, and I particularly really performed on it as such because I was like, you know, have you ever just been in a place in your life where you're like just down and out, you know, you're just down and out. Um, the blessing if you're creative and you're down and out is that you can actually like make something out of those emotions. <laughs> so I do sound sincerely like I've been drinking whiskey since I came out of the womb um, on that song, but it really ended up working. Um, and I held on to it for a while and then just decided it needed to get out there. I kept listening to it on my own time and I thought, you know, if this is, if this is having an effect on me, then it really should go out. Yeah, that, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think I read that actually. I don't know why I really wanted to hear, I wanted to do the background of that song. Uh, by the way, I invited Simon Cowell to be part of this, but like, like I said, we messed up the date. He was going to show up tomorrow. So, of course um, you know, he was. <laughs> um, what time have, zone is he on these days? I don't know. Like he's, he's on to- a Apparently he's on a yacht somewhere. He's on a yacht somewhere. He doesn't know where he is. He's just been stranded somewhere. You know, yeah, guys, every time I see him, he's at a pool or he's on a yacht. That's yeah. Pretty much these it. guys have so much money that it, they just can drift away for months at a time and not know where they are, right? Like they have a helicopter picking them up anyway. So it's like, yo, know, like, um, but he would, he would have interrupted me there when I asked that question. He probably wouldn't have known the answer because he probably knows who you are. Um, yeah. Certainly. I mean, he was my mentor on that show. So, um, yeah. Is, yeah that what a great still, guy. is that someone you still talk to, Simon Cowell? No, actually, um, Paula Abdul became my manager after the show. She was another judge um, on the same season, but she was not my mentor at the time. Um, and she actually became my manager for the following like five years. So I keep in touch with her. Um, but no, not Simon. He, uh, he was really awesome though. You know, what's funny is like, he has this reputation and this personality from his years, you know, judging on American Idol, but um, you know, he's, people are, people are just people and he's, he was great towards us, you know? That's really amazing. Like, so you, you have a bit of a relationship with Paula Abdul. I think, I believe you toured with her, right? So she, um, she contacted me after we, after that season was done and wanted to pursue a, you know, a, a working relationship, a management uh, relationship. And so I was traveling with her quite a bit um, between LA, New York, Boston. Um, and uh, just, uh, yeah, enjoyed my time. I mean, she she's a hard worker. Um, I don't know if you know any of her backstory, but when she became a Lakers girl um, initially, and that's what started her career. Um, and when she first tried out for them, she was told no. She went into the bathroom, changed her clothes, came back out, was told no again, went to the bathroom, changed clothes again, did the same choreography again, put herself in the front row, um, and finally and made it through. You know, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to some of these things that that can spark your career and set you afloat, you know, and she uh and she's she's persevered and and obviously um you know, it has certainly worked out um, for her. She's so immensely talented. I fully agree. One of the best dancers and musicians ever. And you oh, know what? Yeah. Like, I think if I did a, a wardrobe change, 
three times, people would find out who I was every time. Like I'm, I'm a big guy. Like, you know, I would have one face. It's like this, like a big mug, right? So it's I like, who the idiot's back? Like, call security. Like, well, what? you know how those auditions are. Like, there's like a sea of people, right? And these were all females, from what I understand. I mean, there was the LA Lakers back in what 1980, probably seven eight nine no her hits came out in 89 so it had to be before that so um so yeah so you know people don't sometimes they don't know and she she did it that's absolutely amazing like it's it's life experiences that make us who we are right And, and and you should feel fortunate that you were able to experience something like hanging out and, and and learning from Paula Abdul because not a lot of people get that opportunity, right? People dream of that opportunity. And I believe you're on on the road right now to success. This is like really just the beginning. Like it hits uh it's something there's something coming up over the hill. And I believe it's gonna hit you maybe in 2022. And it's gonna Woo-hoo. explode and you're gonna send me a shirt that says, hey Caitlin Cook, yeah, I got the shirt. Um Sure. Send me for coffee for real, like in Nashville. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That'd be my, great. My, my PJ is going to pick you up. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. And <laughs> I won't invite Simon Cowell this time because I feel like he's really mad at me uh, for ditching him for tomorrow. But, um, right. you know, what's what's on the horizon for Caitlin? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a catalog of songs that were, you know, recorded over the course of the last few years that I am releasing, you know, so Different Now was part of that catalog. That's the most recent release. The one before that was called Where You Began. Um, And they're singles. They're part of a collection, but I'm releasing them as singles and kind of spotlighting each one. Um, So they will sound as if they are cohesive, but... Um, what's cool, you know, in today's market and industry is that you can just like pop one out and it gets the attention kind of like that it deserves, you know, in today's digital world. I don't know, you know, especially in a, in in the U.S., like who's really, you know, picking through albums these days and especially the next generation, like after me, they don't they don't really do that. So um, so, yeah, so I'm just going to be just going to be punching them out. Um, and we're going to see, uh, how they do. And then, yeah, I have shows here in Nashville, um, and hopefully getting overseas next year. We'll see. That's fantastic. Yeah. The singles game is where it's at, right? It's like, uh, you put out an album, people do pick it up, but then it just takes so much effort and you put it out. And then I feel like people forget about you, you know, like, it's like you put out the album, you have all your songs on there. It's like, well, I already heard the album. So. There's no element of surprise, but uh, that's so cool. Um, this show's about coffee. Thank you for meeting me for coffee. Yes, uh, let's episode, go. Um, it was so cool. Um, do you drink coffee? Every freaking day of my life. If I don't drink coffee, it's a real problem. Now, are you a Tim Hortons guy? Just tell me. Uh, well, kind of yes and no. Like, uh, I, I used to go there all the time, but then I, I discovered other horizons like McCafe, which I I frequent a lot in Starbucks and little uh, places around here. Um, there's little cafes like the Smiling Buddha, and like there's I like the little uh, the little roasteries, you know. Um, I like my coffee strong. I like the, I like espresso. I'm a very I Jones on that, right? Oh, like, you're bougie. Yeah, I, I actually invented cold brew coffee. So, and I tell everybody this and. 
I invented cold brew coffee and nitro cold brew actually. And I told everybody at my work this, and then they like they go and tell people at Starbucks this, and they're like, "Yeah, bring this guy in." And then I, one guy brought me in. Yeah, this is the guy I'm talking about. And they're like, "Yeah, I know that guy. Like, <laughs> he just told me the same thing." It's like, but um, sure I did. I, I feel like I did. I feel it like sounds it like you're famous. Nah. Are you famous? Not. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. People will look at me all weird when I walk down the street. Maybe it's because like my my shirt doesn't really fit me, but like. Good. Oh, you kill me. Well, um. How do you take your coffee? How do you take your coffee? My goodness. Well, you know, it's changed. It's changed over the years for me. Um. So, uh, yeah, I used to do just like, you know, cream, cream in my coffee. You know. Gotten away from that. I was buying this whole milk from Whole Foods that, you know, for whatever reason, was just a little too organic for me. Um, you know, it's bad when it has that, like, thick, waxy thing at the top. You know, and I'm sure people listening are like, that's probably good for you, you know. But, like, I just, oh, sweet mother of Jesus, I just couldn't. So, um <clears throat> So I actually moved on to, um, I'm doing almond breeze right now, vanilla unsweetened. And I just put that into the coffee and that, and that's great. And like, I love, I love, I love some Starbucks. I'll go, I'll do like, you know, iced coffee, cold brew, um, chai tea lattes are kind of like my go-to if I really don't know what else to do with my life. Um, but yeah, and then I can get down some espresso sometimes too, especially like if traveling like overseas, you know, that's that's what they do there. Um, and McCafe has surprised me in the past. Wait a second. Are you a Tim Hortons girl? Tell me, like, are you a Tim Hortons girl? I don't want to like, I don't want to like polarize your user, your, your listeners. Um, I am not a Tim Hortons girl. It's okay. It's okay. I've never been to Horns Girl. I have tried. Yeah. And uh, and there are a lot of Buffalonians who are going to listen to this and be like, "Wow, you're really disappointing us right now." Okay. They're they're waiting for you to come back and 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 and, and be the main attraction on the stage. You know. It's so, okay. I'll jump. I'll jump through a table and it'll be fine. Um, yes. Stop the concert! Like she doesn't like Tim Horns. Stop it! Stop! Pull the plug now. Um. I don't think anyone will do that. I, I, I really, I really hope that you have a long, illustrious career. And uh, thank you. It's just the beginning, like I mentioned before. You may not be a Tim Hortons girl, but if you like Starbucks, I think I could side with that. Um, thank you once again uh, for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. By the way, this is a blessing. I, I was so excited. I was like, need me for coffee. I'm like, the answer is yes. And I gotta ask you because I. Um, I'm, I really don't know, but where, where exactly are you located? Where's the show broadcast from? Uh, the show is broadcasted outside of Toronto, actually. Um, so, so, I mean, like, I'm in a, like a little town, a little city called Kitchener, Ontario, Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. Yeah. So I played rugby in Ontario for like seven years. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. for the Niagara Wasps. Um, no they're way. Like, yeah, they're in they're in the falls there. I love the falls. I love going there. You know, just it's just like something that you like to do once in a while. Like when people show up here, it's always like 
like your friends or family from different countries it's like hey let's go see the falls like it's one of the seven wonders of the world but you're actually bored of it like you just want to go gamble so it's like it's a good time um but it's a very costly expenditure but wh- whoever's from outside the country and i have some people who listen from in, in india and uh uh, the show has hit amazing heights in Saudi Arabia as well. And I know those people do come over here and uh, check out what we have to offer. And I, Niagara Falls is is one of the places to be, you know, to see the falls go down. And, and I know the, the American Falls is kind of cool too. I mean, come on. Um, I know we were always struggling, but I will say I was there, um, you know, like I think a couple of years ago, because um, I had heard they they kind of like really did a nice job like by the park in that. And um, I really, they really have, like, you can now cross over the falls. You can go see different, like, we can see the Horseshoe Falls a little bit closer now. Um, They've done a great job, I think, of building that up. And I will say that in contrast to the Canadian side, it's kind of nice to have the best of both worlds. Like, we got the natural thing going on our side. You want to cross the bridge and go, you know, to a strip club, you can do that. Yeah, that's exactly how I think sometimes too. Like you could just, yeah, people just come over here and go to a strip club. It's, it's pretty cool. Although hey, the, the 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 rainbow, it's called the sun. No, it's called the Sundowner. Um, in Niagara uh, Falls, one of the best strip clubs in North America. It's actually that is truth, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And this has been a on, my, on, my, on my behalf as well. Um, we, we better we, we better end this before we get into a lot of trouble. Yes, uh, absolutely. This has been great. Uh, Caitlin Cook, uh, her name is spelled K-O-C-H. That's and I know right. you know what I pronounce it a different way, but it is Cook. Uh, check her out on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram, man. She's got an awesome link there that will link you to all, your, all her music, and you can buy her music as well on that uh, specific site. Um, thank you so much, Caitlin. Yes, thank you for having me.